Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week nine in the NFL. We're going to go game by game here, just recap, uh, you know, quick little recap on everything that we saw today and all the numbers coming through. So let's just jump right into it, Jeff. We'll start off with the early London game today and go over that one. It was a Texans-Jaguars. Not a lot to say in that one. Jacksonville didn't really come up with much. Deshaun Watson, another solid game, just another solid Deshaun Watson game. Carlos Hyde looked pretty good. Should have been a lot better, though, except he fumbled on the one-yard line. Should have been a, a touchdown to add to that. <laughs> but uh, pretty good game for him. Not much from DeAndre Hopkins until that touchdown right there at the you know later stages. But just, uh, I guess, a normal Houston game. But Carlos Hyde's been the surprise, and that was a pretty pretty good performance for him. Yeah, uh, I think well said. <laughs> there really wasn't as many, like I know Houston put up 26, but it wasn't a overly exciting game. Um, Hopkins, once again, it's kind of strange. I mean, what do you, what are your, is your take on Hopkins this year? It, too good to get rid of or, or trade and get value for. But I mean, this has become a little more of the the norm. I mean, eight catches, which is great, but only for 48 yards. He got a touchdown, but it was late, which. Obviously, he's been struggling with. What is your outlook on him the the rest of the way? You know, I still think he'll be fine. I mean, I don't think you'd look to trade him. I mean, most leagues probably trade deadlines in the next week or two here. I, I don't think I'd trade him. Um, I think you just you can't get the value out of him from what you paid for. But at least he gets this touchdown here. He's still at 11 targets. It just only turns into 48 yards, which is not good. But, um, I mean, this was an, this game's a little – it's hard to say. They didn't really have to do much. I, I just, I'm, I'm still okay. I think he's going to be perfectly fine going forward, but yeah, not what you wanted from him necessarily, but yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to get for him trading him? Right. And the other guy that was interesting in this game uh, for the Houston was um Duke Johnson. So it's been a couple of weeks in a row now that, I mean, really since week four, he has been like, if you put him in your lineup, he hasn't killed you. He's been okay. But um, especially the last two against Oakland and Jacksonville, um, he's found a way to contribute almost, you know, double digits in each one of those. It seems like he's starting to come alive, even though he's not getting a ton of the rushing, but he still got seven rushes, but all of a sudden he led that team in receiving with five catches for 68 yards. Is he someone that you're looking that could kind of fill a void for your team? Or do you think that this one is kind of ebb and flow? I mean, I I actually used him in a couple leagues this weekend as a as a flex play with bye weeks. I think he he can be that, especially in, in PPR, even a little bit better. He's getting those catches, so it would have been a what nineteen points in PPR today, pretty solid game. I don't see I don't see this going away. He's a talented player. He's gonna get some. He's gonna get work. So yeah, I I think you can play him as a flex, especially when you have some more bye weeks coming up. I'd be good with that. All right, and on the other side, Jacksonville, they yeah. just never got yeah. going. Unfortunately, yeah, Minshew just over 300 yards, but two interceptions, no touchdowns. And Fournette, uh, you know, the, you know, he got 70 yards or so, but they just never got it going. So not a whole lot to go over there. We might see Nick Foles when they come back from their bye week. I wouldn't be surprised after the way that ended for Minshew. And he's been good, but he hasn't been good enough to not let Foles come back to his job, I think. Yeah, you might be right. Um. 
I'm kind of rooting for Minshew still. I think he, I think he gives them. I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Foles does play. But I thought Minshew played very, very well over the games he had. I know that they're what ba- basically a 500 team, you know. But um, they got rid of their best defensive player, arguably, and and you know that team has had a hard hard go of it the last few seasons. So the fact that he has performed so admirably, I would love to see him still keep going with it. But we'll we'll find out. Uh, next game, I would move over to Buffalo Redskins. Buffalo wins twenty four nine. No surprise there. Josh Allen didn't have to do a lot, but he gave himself a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown to make it a decent day. But they finally uh, gave the ball to Devin Singletary the majority of the game here. He had the 20 carries compared to Frank Gore's 11 and did a lot more with them than Frank Gore did. And hopefully this is the changing of the guard here. It, it started last week when Singletary clearly outsnapped Gore by a lot, and he was getting... The work didn't show it, the numbers, but he had so much. He was out there so much more than Gore. And then he looked, Singletary just looked good. 95 yards on the ground and a touchdown, 45 yards receiving. I hope this continues. They just need to keep giving him the ball. Yeah, 100% agree. It was, it was nice to see, too, because Singletary and DK Metcalf were two of the players I was touting for the second half run. Um, it just so happened to be eight games exactly, and this might be his breakout performance. But honestly, I think if it wasn't for his injury, it might have happened earlier. And the fact that Buffalo is doing so well this year means that they're going to need to continue to run the ball and establish that running game. Uh, if you have Singletary, if you held on to him or if you didn't trade him, yeah, I think big things are on the horizon for, for this young guy. And then, yeah, in 20, those 20 carries today were equaled his total he had for the entire year before today. So that was uh, just good to see. So we'll see, you know, we never know. Frank Gore doesn't really go away. No. It feels like. No. You can't count him out yet. He'll still be involved, but, you know, Singletary looks like he's the the guy with the big playability. And then uh, the other, nothing, nothing much else here. Cole Beasley gets himself another touchdown. He hasn't been doing a lot in these last three weeks, but he's got a touchdown each of the last three weeks. But, yeah, don't count on that. You know, three catches, three catches, two catches, but a touch on each week. That's uh, tough to bank on. And then yeah, John Brown does a... Put up some John Brown numbers, right? Four for 76. That's pretty typical. If you go look at his stat line, it's either four or five catches every week. And that's about what he does. With the Redskins, I mean, the Redskins just suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they put in Haskins. He, uh, you know, he didn't do a whole lot. He didn't throw an interception. He didn't throw a touchdown. Only 144 yards. So Adrian Peterson went over 100 yards rushing. Pretty impressive, you know, <laughs> for the fact that they're they didn't get anything going. Um, but yeah, once again, nothing big happening. And once again, McLaurin, um, yeah, very talented young wide receiver. But as I had talked about before in one of uh, the past episodes, that because Washington is so bad, if you're going against a decent defense, I wouldn't be playing him personally. And this is why, um, especially with Haskins playing now, you you expect that uh, he's going to need a few games to get into the groove of it. So, unfortunately, McLaurin is going to take the hit on the production side of it. Next up, uh, Chiefs, Vikings. Chiefs win 26-23. Matt Moore's playing pretty solid. I mean, he's just he's keeping him in the game. So, that's all they could hope for. And uh, Tyreek Hill has not slowed down with Matt Moore. I thought he would. But six for 140 and touchdowns. So, he has not slowed down at all. Just, you know, really solid. Watkins, 7 for 63. Kelsey, 7 for 62. Those guys are solid. But Hill's Hill's too good, I guess, to have a quarterback slow him down. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, he, 
he's awesome. Tremendous. So that's pretty, pretty amazing to see. And then uh, Williams with the, the big game rushing. So if, you know, everyone kind of thought it was going to be McCoy, but no, Williams takes it back. Only, obviously, only 12 rushes. So one came on one giant rush, <laughs> 91 yards. But McCoy disappeared in that one. Which he did. You can't, can't count on him in your lineup at all. He's he's done this a few times where he just disappears. Then uh, for the Vikings, they can't get the win here. But C- Cousins, I don't know. He threw he throws fantasy wise, it's fine. Three touchdowns, but only nineteen to thirty eight. That was kind of ugly. And I mean, Diggs disappeared in this one. One for four. Thielen played at the beginning, gets a target, and re injures him. <laughs> re injures his hamstring, so he leaves. I don't know. Diggs all of a sudden. Showed back up for the last, what, three weeks, just big time. Really, four of the last five weeks, he just had huge numbers. And then he disappeared again today. Don't know what that is. I mean, just all around, that's kind of just ugly fantasy-wise for the team. I mean, Delvin Cook gets it done with yardage, no touchdowns. Just a lot of of volume for Cook. But, yeah, not a great day for Minnesota offensively. No, man, you... I mean, it says it all when you look at who the touchdowns went to. I mean, he threw three right. of them, but Rudolph, Abdullah, and Johnson, you know, none of the big-time guys. I mean, it's also not good when Treadwell is leading your team with, with receiving yards. <laughs> it's kind right. of a, a pretty good indication that you're not going to win. Uh, but, hey, they they made it a game. Um, but, yeah, a strong outing for Cousins fantasy-wise, and that's really all we care about. I'd once again, I see that continuing to to happen. I mean, the fact that he was able to do this without Diggs or Thielen, pretty. I mean, that's pretty good uh, indication that this will continue. Then the Dolphins beat the Jets twenty six eighteen. The Jets are terrible. Dolphins are terrible. Oh, this was a terrible game. I know. I, I really thought that uh, Miami was going to pull off the the unwin, <laughs> the, the defeated season, whatever you want to call it. I thought they right. were going to. To match the Lions at one point, but uh, no, they <laughs> they pull it out just enough to get one win, and who knows? They'll probably lose the number one overall pick now because of it. <laughs> then uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> for Miami, fantasy wise, I mean, Fitzpatrick threw three touchdowns, but I mean, you're not going to play Fitzpatrick. Mark Walton didn't get anything going on the ground. I mean, Preston Williams caught himself two touchdowns. He has been an interesting player, but then he got hurt again. He got hurt twice in that game. He gets hurt. Came back in, got hurt again. Don't know what that's going to do. He's been an okay play. The two touchdowns helps, but nothing you're going to count on. Mike Mike Gusecki showed up today, six for ninety five. It did. I wish I wish we would see that more. He's a talented tight end, um, but because they're so bad, we haven't been able to see a whole lot of it. But yeah, it was a it was impressive. Yeah. It was kind of the first game where you're kind of like, oh okay, maybe maybe he can actually put up some numbers and and have a a long career because he looked pretty good today. Then uh, for the Jets, I guess um, Le'Veon Bell puts together some yardage, but this offense is bad. Sam Darnold isn't playing very well at all. So, I mean, Crowder got himself 8 for 83 and a touchdown. He was very a very good day fantasy-wise if you used him, but, man, you can't trust anybody on this team. I mean, yeah, ugly. Ugly game. I don't think we need to talk about that game anymore. <laughs> How about Eagles, Bears? Eagles win 22-14. How about another ugly like team? The Bears. Trubisky is he's not good. No, he's completely fallen off a cliff. I mean, I don't know if they took away the the safety net and the the game plan for him, 
But oh my gosh, he it doesn't look like he he can make a decision out there on the field. I mean, ten for twenty one. It's not even like they're asking him to throw a whole lot. It it's getting really really ugly, and the fans are going to start calling for his head. It's it's about to get real bad in Chicago. Yeah, and then uh, Montgomery got himself those two touchdowns to make it a good day. It wasn't really good other than that. He had seventy six total yards, I guess, but receiving wise, Robinson one for six. Burton gets one target, no catches. Anthony Miller, one target, no catches. Just ugly. Ugly all around there from Chicago. Just a lot of, actually, no, there's a lot of ugly football today. Yeah, no, there was, yeah. <laughs> then the Eagles side of things. I mean, even Wentz, only 239 and a touchdown. That's not great for fantasy right there. Um, you know. uh, yeah, Howard exacting a little bit of revenge, which is always yep. great to see. Uh, he did have 19 carries. Once again, he had a ton of carries for 82 yards and a touchdown, which is great. And Zach Ertz. Uh, after we talked crap about him, he finally got uh, his head he out of the, you know what, and yeah, nine catches for 103 and a touchdown. That is the Earth that we remember so fondly. Yeah, we'll see if that continues. I think again, it's Zach Ertz is that good. He really yeah. is. So that's something that hopefully will continue to happen. But the interesting part, even though it wasn't a huge game for him, the guy next up on the amount of receptions for this team was Goddard. So the two tight ends actually doing it, um, you know, tied it with Elshon. So even though Ertz was back, you know, Goddard is one of these interesting plays where I, th- I still think he's a valuable tight end to, to have, perhaps, on your bench. And how about Steelers-Colts? Steelers win 26-24 after the missed field goal for the Colts. They can't get it done. Um, Jalen Samuels. So this is the tale of uh, PPR versus Standard because in Standard, he only gets himself 83 yards. I think he had a fumble, so it was like a 6.3 scoring, which is just, you know, not great, but if you have him in PPR, he gets you 19, 19.3. So great, <laughs> gr- great in PPR and terrible in standard. It's just, it's <laughs> two different scoring formats can definitely change a game. That's hilarious. And didn't, I think he, he broke like the, uh, the record for Pittsburgh and receptions in a game for a running back, something like that. He, yeah. he beat out uh Le'Veon Bell's number by two or one or something. Uh, just goes to show you, I mean, hence why we, kind of speak so harshly about the way PPR gets away from you at times. But what do you make about the rushing aspect of it? So Edmonds actually leads the team in rushing uh, over most Samuels. Of it, off, off, most of it off his very first carry was a 45-yarder. It was his first carry, actually, I think, <laughs> of his career. I don't even know if he had it. I'm pretty sure that or he had one carry before that last week. So his second carry of his career, and he gets 45 yards. I mean, I guess they don't really trust Samuels to run the ball very much there, but they will throw it to him. So I don't think uh, Connor has anything to worry about with Samuels when he comes back because he's going to be the guy running the ball for sure. Samuel, you know, Connor will use <laughs> will get all the work there. Samuels will be used in other ways. Yeah. So I think that's the big takeaway. It's important to know going forward. Then uh, receiving side of things other than Samuels, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, three for 16. Uh, Another disappointing one of, outing. One of the bigger disappointments of the year, I would say. Especially with Rudolph back, you thought that maybe they would try to get it his way a little bit more. But, eh. but yeah, what about the Colts? Uh, Brissett gets hurt. Hoyer comes in and does pretty well. Once again, every time he, he has got the opportunity to play, he, he looks like a pretty decent NFL quarterback. Three touchdowns with one interception, not a ton of yards. Um, obviously, they didn't get the win anyway. But once again, Pascal is the kind of yeah, he's the guy that came through. 
And Hoyer's just like a just a good NFL backup, you know. Right. He comes in, he's not going to really hurt you. But Pascal is what two of the last three weeks he's had pretty good games. So he's it, with uh, Miami next week. Hilton looks like he'll be out again. He's not a terrible option. He really isn't. He's probably going to find his way into our waiver wire episode. I'm sure tomorrow. He, he's going to have to. We play in Miami. No Hilton. He seems to be the main target there. Him or I mean, Campbell is showed up a little bit today, but I think it's going to be Pascal a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I did too. Uh, all of a sudden, it kind of he's kind of breaking out, and um, I don't know. Yeah. And obviously, he showed a, a rapport, and we'll find out the, the extent of Brissett's injury. Did you hear anything anything else, or is it just? A I haven't tweet? looked into okay. it. No, yeah, it looks like a, a sprain of some sort, probably. You know, um, but who knows? You never know how long those can last. Right. Then, um, yeah, solid game for Marlon Mack, but nothing, nothing too crazy going on there. Next up, Panthers, Titans, Panthers win 30 to 20. Kyle Allen just continues to be solid, you know, solid. But I mean, the story here is, of course, McCaffrey. Ah, he is so ungodly good. He is putting in one of the best fantasy seasons of all time. I mean. He's on pace, I believe, right now, as of today, to beat out Ladanian Tomlinson's one of one of his, you know, whatever Tomlinson's greatest season was. He's on pace, I believe, in PPR to beat that now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just wild to to watch this guy. He's getting it done in every aspect. And honestly, he didn't even go that wild in the passing game today. Only three for twenty. He did get the touchdown. But every time you think you cut him off, I mean, 24 carries for 146 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he he really is the reason why Carolina has a winning record right now. Yeah, he's um, he's really, really good. I, the only team that's been able to stop him so far is Tampa somehow. <laughs> no, go figure. <laughs> that's it. But, I mean, but then other than McCaffrey, DJ Moore had a solid game. Seven for 101, 10 targets. You know, just a really... um solid outing there. He's had, you know, pretty decent amount of games here. His targets eight, nine, or ten game the last four games, so continues to do that. Just nice to get a touchdown in there. That went to Samuel, though. Samuel gets three for 64 and a touchdown. But, yeah, this story, Christian McCaffrey, he's just ridiculously good. I don't see how he's ever going to be stopped. Doesn't feel like it. Then, um, Titans side of things, Derrick Henry gets himself, what, about 99 total yards, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, so in a game where Titans weren't doing very well, Henry at least gets himself those two touchdowns to he's just he's fine. You know, he's he's he gets he gets touchdowns and makes his, his days better, but he hasn't been like overly impressive. But I guess that's okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean honestly, Derrick Henry, my big fear for him this year was the fact that, you know, what they did to him last year, and I'm talking about Tennessee is just using him inappropriately and trying to, you know, slot Deion Lewis into that, you know, that backfield as well, make it a split. You have to give him a, a bunch of carries. He has to get double digit carries in order to be him. Um, and they've been doing that. And he, you know, it's rewarding because obviously he's a big bodied running back that can get in the end zone. He has done really well this year. And, you know, he, he even shows that he can catch it a little bit as well. So on a team that really struggles to get anything going, you know, in the passing game, that's uh, helpful to see. And I do have to mention AJ Brown actually had a relatively good day as well. And one of those up and coming talents, depending on what happens with the quarterback situation, I still wouldn't touch him this year, but um, he's interesting. 
Then Raiders, Lions, Raiders get the win. Lions disappoint us again. Um, can't score from the goal line there to end the game. <laughs> but you know what? The Raiders, I mean, as much crap as Gruden was getting, it seems like he's actually a decent little team here. They're uh, not terrible. Carr, solid outing again. But Josh Jacobs, is he's a good running back. 120 yards, two, t- two touchdowns. But the volume he gets is just ridiculous. Yeah. 28 carries today. And if he keeps that up, that's all he really needs. He's going to be better more, you know, more often than not with that many carries. Just a solid outing there. Not much in the passing game, though. Darren Waller, only two targets today. Yeah. Um, I mean, you always want more than that. They, they didn't get a whole lot going on the, you know, in the passing side of it. But you can tell, I mean, like you said, Jacob's 28 rushes. And just to give you an idea, too, why why he's such a safe bet, even though touchdowns are very sporadic for, for Jacobs. I mean, out of what the eight games he's played, he's scored touchdowns in three of them, but they were all multi-touchdown games, which is just odd. <laughs> but I mean, he's never dipped below uh, 10 touches, and the last four games is gone 26 uh, rushes, 21, 15, 28. I don't see that slowing down, so Jacobs looks pretty bona fide at this point. Then for the Lions, I mean, Stafford continues to be a good fantasy player here. You know, they don't have a running game, so Stafford's going to keep throwing the ball. He's had three great fantasy days in a row. I mean, Chicago could be tough at Chicago next week, but, I mean, they're just going to throw the ball around, so he's going to be a good option every week. Yeah, and Nothing on the ground, though. No, but Galladay and Jones, they were trading off for the past couple weeks, and they both were great plays this week, both over 120 yards and both with a TD. Um, Marvin Jones getting a few extra catches. If you were in a full PPR league, that might have made a little bit of a difference. Um, I don't. What do you think about that? Having the the two big names, Galladay and Marvin Jones. What do you see for them moving forward? So I think Galladay's going to be great for sure every week. Most you know he, he had what one bad game against Minnesota, maybe against Philly early in the year, but you just trust Galladay every week. Jones, I'm not all the way there yet. I'm going to throw him in my lineup, but I know it could maybe not go the right way. But it's been, you know, pretty good season for Jones here. I mean, I guess the four touchdown game really boosted a lot more than, you know, than what he, you know, should be ranked wise. But, you know, he's they have to throw the ball. It's These two guys are going to have to get a lot of catches. And they're pretty much it. I mean, Amendola didn't do much today, but Jones and Galladay, I think, are Galladay's 100% a must start. And Jones is getting close to it. Three receiver leagues he is. I think, he, you know, he's going to continue to be good. Yeah, nothing else. That running game, man. I'm just... Ugh. No, I mean... I'm I, looking at that. It's just I ugly. mean, would you be looking at anyone there? Are you kind of seeing no. that there? Okay. I was going to say, is there a dumb diamond in the rough trying to figure out I mean, who's going to be the rusher? I mean, if, McKissick is the one that got say, the majority of the McKissick, work. McKissick, if like in a PPR league, if you are hurting and need a flex player... And there's nothing out there. Like, you're in a deeper league even. McKissick's not the worst option. He's involved. And, I mean, he's looked, he's looked pretty decent, I would say. I, I think he's actually looked pretty good. He's looked better than Ty Johnson. And, yeah, that I would throw a flyer on him if you absolutely need a deeper deeper league play. That could, you know, play McKissick. But other than that, no. Not touching anything. How about Seahawks, Buccaneers, Seahawks winning overtime 40 
to 34 in Russell Wilson is <laughs> just ridiculous. I can't say enough about it. Every time I talk about him, I always use words like magical or <laughs> I don't know how much I can like kiss up to this guy. He he really is though. I mean, I can't say enough about him. He is such an elite quarterback. He's so fun to watch. And because of him, we got three really good performances from from wide receivers lock it we kind of you know you kind of come to expect it 152 yards and two touchdowns is a lot though i mean that is unbelievable he got targeted 18 times for a ppr league that is something you want to write down real quick (laughs) because 18 targets is ridiculous he caught 13 of them and then dk Metcalf, the other guy i was talking about for the second half of the year uh i don't know would you consider this the coming out party because Six catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. Finally, looks like he put together a full a full game. Uh, just really, really fun game to watch. I mean, yeah, I've we've both been, I guess, big Metcalf fans. Yes, and I've been waiting for this, and it looks like I mean, Tampa didn't <laughs> didn't uh, do much to stop him. It seemed like, but yeah, this was <laughs> nice to see. True, <laughs> my. My worry is he plays San Francisco at San Francisco next week. He could slow down there. Then a bye week. So, and then, you know, at Philly, Minnesota, it's not the greatest schedule coming up for him. Get, you know, a couple of these I worry about. But yeah, this guy, he's going to be really good next year, I think. This is, he's going to still be probably hit or miss for the rest of this season. But next year, I think we got a pretty good wide receiver here. And the third wide receiver, if you will, actually tight end, uh, Jacob Hollister. So <laughs> yeah, he gets himself two touchdowns. Right, two touchdowns, uh, four catches, thirty-seven yards. So without the touchdowns, obviously a very mediocre game. But you know, two touchdowns, nothing you can uh, take away from that. Obviously, he he took over for um, you know their injured tight end. Is this someone that we can look for, or do you think this one is a flash in the pan? Because yeah. You know, they use the tight end a lot before the injury. I'll have to see something else on him another week or two of that. Uh, They might use him, though, but I don't know. Tampa didn't seem to – I want to see him against a better team. Yeah, Yeah. I guess that's fair. Then um, running game-wise, Chris Carson, another solid game, 105 yards, but he did fumble the ball twice. Didn't – I believe they got both of them. They didn't – he didn't lose either or – I think he lost one, one went out of bounds, but two fumbles again. There's been a few of these things, but I don't know if that'll ever turn the tide and go to Penny, but yeah, he needs to stop fumbling. Yeah, and we said this before, too, and we thought that maybe this would give Penny a way in, uh, but it really hasn't yet, and he's looked really, really good. It hasn't cost him the game. Maybe if that happens, maybe if he fumbles in a really bad situation, it costs him the game. But I just he's been so good otherwise, I don't think that Carson is gonna be able to be moved out of that that spot. Then uh Buccaneers side of things, Jameis was solid. Ronald Jones was actually solid, you know, for him. Yeah, I mean sixty seven you know, yards a touchdown. Pretty good. Eighteen carries. Yeah. That, that's something but, for, for the Bucks to try to establish that running game. Better. That's unusual. <laughs> but um do you remember the days when people thought Chris Godwin was better than Mike Evans? <laughs> I, know. I know. And Chris Godwin's still very, very good. But yes, my but gosh, he's not Mike Evans. Mike Evans has come back with a fury. He obviously he wanted to say, hey, I'm, I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> because the last so, few weeks, he's been on an absolute tear. The, the targets he's gotten in these last three games are it's ridiculous. 17, 
12 and 16, the last three games in targets. Just ridiculous outings here for Evans. Nice to see um, Winston just throwing the ball up to him. And playing Arizona next week is not going to probably slow things down. Yeah, and whatever whatever New Orleans did in week five to pretty much shut him out of the game, um, teams have to start doing that to him because this guy looks just dominant right now. I mean, they didn't get the win today, but anytime you throw it up to him, it looks like he's going to come down, down with it. I mean, 180 yards, give me a break. Yeah, just ridiculous. Then uh, Broncos, Browns, Broncos win 24-19. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> How are the Browns this bad? Baker Mayfield's just not that good. I can't I can't get over it. This is it really is blowing my mind. I mean, did you see that one late in the game where Odell clearly beats his guy and is open? He's going into the end zone and Baker doesn't even see him. I don't I I'm how do you not see that? I'm terrified that this has gotten to the point where like OBJ is going to start – I mean, hopefully he'll make it to the end of the year and just say, okay, we need one year under a belt to get to get going. But uh, can you imagine if he starts getting unhappy like he was in New York and the whole cycle starts close. again? I know. It's really terrifying because if OBJ turns on you, this season is about to go from from very bad to just catastrophic. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't, I don't know how you can't see Odell Beckham. But, yeah. Other than that, Chubb couldn't really get much going. I mean, this offense is just any good. It's not helping anybody. Landry gets himself a touchdown, but, man, they need to get better. And then um, Broncos, eh, weird game here where they really didn't run the ball much even though they're winning. And then Lindsey broke off a 40-yard touchdown to uh, boost his numbers a little bit, but Freeman didn't get anything going at all. Noah Fant was the leading yardage <laughs> Receiver for the Broncos off the 75-yard touchdown. Sutton gets himself a touchdown to make a 5-for-56 day a little better, but not a lot of offense here, but they get the win. Yeah, and Allen, the <laughs> the QB coming out of nowhere <laughs> for for the injured. Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember his name. That's how much I, I care about Flacco. that. <laughs> That's how much I care about that quarterback. But, yeah, Flacco right. getting injured uh, and – I mean, he did what he needed to do. He only they only you know twenty attempts completed twelve of them, but two touchdowns, no interceptions, almost two hundred yards. I'm I'm at this point, I'm just shocked. I'm more shocked than anything else that Denver was able to get this win. Uh, this should yep. never happen. Yeah, Brown, Browns are just not good. Uh, how about Chargers, Packers, and this is the NFL is just weird. <laughs> Where the how the heck did this happen? Twenty six eleven Chargers beat the Packers. Packers couldn't do anything. On the Chargers side of things, I mean, Rivers didn't throw a touchdown, but Melvin Gordon looked a lot more like Melvin Gordon today. You know, got the 80 yards, two touchdowns. Nice to see. Eckler, even though still involved, 12 for 70. Yep. And then Mike, Mike Williams, three for 111. Hunter Henry, good game. But Keenan Allen is just not doing anything anymore. No, I mean, he was only targeted four times. That, that is, it's not good. Um, yeah, the Hunter Henry, Mike Williams... That makes complete sense. Their numbers. Uh, Mike Williams, obviously, 111 only on three catches. That that might be a little bit stretching it. But the fact that you went deep to him on four targets and the fact that you went to Henry a lot with 10 targets, I'm good with it. But Keenan Allen, they got the win. So, you know, you might as well, who cares about what I say? But the fact that you're not giving Keenan Allen at least eight targets a game, I, I'm not sh- I don't know why why you wouldn't. So, 
I don't know. Once again, weird, but this is more of the the Chargers. I mean, they should be in every game. They should be winning games. The fact that they're below 500 is is one of those, you know, who knows? They might. They honestly might go on a, a huge rampage at the second half of the year. So I'm hoping that the numbers, surely for Gordon, will will keep going. But I'm hoping that both Henry and, and Williams will be viable options. I don't know what to do with Keenan Allen at this point. I really don't. I have him on one of my, my dynasty team. And right now I'm playing him because I'm I'm too much of a what's not to. But I'm getting very, very like <laughs> very close to looking at other options. I don't even know how like to say play the matchups with him because it's just he doesn't be good against anybody. So um depends on what other options you have, whether or not you want to play Allen or not, but he's definitely benchable at this point. You can put him on your bench and if he blows up one game, great for him. But he's had six straight weeks of nothing for you. Just absolute nothing for six weeks. I mean, his best game in the last six weeks in standard scoring was 6.1 points. I know. It's so bad. I mean, it really is. It and is. Uh, the next two games before his yeah. bye in week 12 is Oakland and, and KC. So, yep. yeah, two teams I really don't know what to expect out of the defense, to be quite honest. So I, I don't have... I don't have a good read on this one. Keenan Allen is just one of those very, very frustrating players. Then, uh, I guess speaking of bad, and that's the Packers today. Um, didn't see this coming. Rodgers has been really good for a couple weeks, and then just nothing today. Gets one touchdown, and that was late. That was in the fourth to Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones doesn't get anything going. This is now the second straight time, the second time that Aaron Jones has put up a massive game. He did the Dallas game earlier, followed up with four points in standard, and then he follows up the last week's 34.6 with 2.9. Ugly. Just, uh, and man, Devontae Adams comes back, but only seven seven catches is good, but only 41 yards out of it. I know, maybe they should ask him to sit out again because they were winning yeah. without him. I mean, look at like Aaron Jones gets the seven catches for what, 150 some yards last week and gets one for negative one this week. So. That's weird. NFL's odd. It's an odd, odd sometimes. <laughs> don't know what's going to happen. But speaking, uh, speaking of odd, yeah. not exactly yeah. odd, I would say, but Baltimore definitely making a statement win today against yep. New England. Yep. And Lamar Jackson, again, he's just he's he's great, and it's because of his running because his passing was fine for him. He has 163 yards and touchdown, but that's never what you'd see as a like a fantasy star. But it's the 61 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground where he continues to just put up great fantasy numbers because of the ground. There's no player like – there hasn't been a player like him. Vic's the only thing. But this feels even – I don't know. Something about it even feels better than Vic right now. Uh, yeah, it does. It feels different. I, the amount of time he carries the ball is extraordinary. And, I mean, this is the, the reason why Baltimore is so dangerous. I know this goes outside of fantasy football a little bit, but – the fact that you can go up against a defense that has just been crushing every opponent uh, in New England and you can completely throw them off their game because how do you how do you game plan for Lamar Jackson? I mean you you don't have anyone on your team like him. You can't I mean you can't practice the way they play and then if you load up too early, you've he's already proven he can throw the deep ball well enough to keep you honest. So, you know, He's the he's the guy that can really keep these good defenses in check. And we saw it tonight. Uh, I mean, putting up 37 points against New England, who have just been embarrassing people, that is quite the statement. Yeah, it really is. He, 
This is going to be a tough team to, to beat here. If they can get this, continue to run the ball like this. Because Ingram, really solid on the ground today, 115 yards. I mean, Gus Edwards, I feel like, could step in and be good as well. Yeah. Th- I think he, he would be fine. I love he, that they just ran it down their throat, too. I mean, if you add up, I mean, Lamar running it is a little different, I realize, but. 15 carries for Ingram, 16 for Lamar, 7 for Gus Edwards, and then Hill got 3. I mean, over 40, you know, 40 rushes from the line of scrimmage. It, they really just were establishing something. And because of that, they don't really need to throw the ball a lot, so these, these pass catchers are going to be kind of up and down. Um, even like Mark Andrews, who started the year pretty strong, we started to think, oh, there's another good tight end option. He's still a good option, but he hasn't been in double-digit scoring in standard since week 2. So yeah, it's been been a stretch of not much going on for him. Yeah, they've been really spreading the ball out, and I'm really this is obviously I would want to see a little more production as far as throwing the ball, but they're starting to use uh, their their tight ends in a very fun way. They're starting to spread the ball out. So I mean, Boyle with five catches, Andrews with two, Hurst with two. Um, you know, the only other person in that. I mean, Ingram with two, like they're throwing to all these just big bodied people, these short little check downs. So you can't get caught. And then, you know, they try to go to Brown over the top uh, three catches for him. But, you know, only 48 yards. But I really the way that they attacked New England today was really excellent. Then, yeah, New England didn't couldn't get a lot going on offense. Uh, James White got himself a rushing touchdown, but. Edelman at 10 for 89. Sanu 10 for 81. Got himself a touchdown. Uh, you know, it's just that kind of game. I think I wouldn't worry too much. They, they, they weren't going to go undefeated. So, no. Yeah, they'll well, be, they'll be better. I think, it's a tough game. Yeah, I think that's kind of the monkey off their back because do you really want to be the undefeated New England team yeah. again and get to the no. Super Bowl and have that, you know, when New York beat them back in the day? Um, I, I do have to ask Sanu. Uh, 10 receptions, he was targeted 14 times, especially in PPR leagues. You know, we weren't – I was not overly excited about this trade when he went there. What do you think now after seeing this performance? I think that's exactly what they got him for. They're doing that short passing game thing with Sanu and Edelman. I think those two are just going to wrap rack up catches all year here. And then hopefully, I guess for them, it's what? Nikhil Harris might be back next week and – he can, uh, you know, maybe go deep a little bit, but I think um, Sanu and Edelman are just going to get catch after catch after catch. Yardage might, it's going to look like a old Jarvis Landry line, I think, all year. 10 for 80, something like that. It's going to continue to be, but I think Sanu's going to do this every week, especially if they're if they're down at all, they're just going to have to pass all the time. So, you know, as their schedule might get a little tougher than it's been, it's been really ridiculously easy. They might have to throw the ball a little bit more and, you know, uh, Sanu's going to get a lot of catches. But, all right, I think that's it, though. That's all the games. We got one more tomorrow night. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode, Cowboys, Giants, and go over the waiver wire picks for week week 10 already. So week 10. But, all right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>